Welcome to the Young Adult Podcast, where we will be engaging in weekly conversations around the amazing, tough, fun, weird, but extremely important and defining season of your 20s, all while bringing you more of a biblical perspective. Our goal is to dive deeper into conversations that push you, challenge you, and hopefully inspire you to begin to walk in the fullness of who God created you to be, which we believe will make you the most effective for the kingdom of God. Let's jump into this week's episode. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the Young Adult Podcast. Milana here, and I will be your host for this podcast. And joining me is the one and only, the better half of Connor Grimm, Miss Erin Grimm, is here in the studio. Erin, it's good to have you here. Yay, I'm excited to be here. This is fun. Connor has the kids. I'm hanging with Milana. It's a good day. So great. Mama's day off much needed yes if you guys don't know Aaron is actually on our YA staff now holla yeah it's so fun so I officially started in young adults like a month ago um except for we got super sick when I was supposed to start oh yeah and actually I think Connor mentioned (laughs) on the podcast like we have influenza A or something and I was telling him like that's just the flu, babe. Like, <laughs> you don't have to do influenza A. It's just the flu. And he was like, I thought the flu was just a regular cold. And I was like, well, depends on who you ask. Anyways, I do not have influenza A. I'm feeling great right now. <laughs> and she's here and doing a great job on our staff. Erin is doing helping out with, like, our volunteers, operational things, groups, all the things. She's amazing. And it's great having her. NYA, and now I can make her do a podcast whenever I want. <laughs> um, so we're super excited to have you here. Um, she's been doing amazing things for us during this Christmas season, got our Christmas party going and all that good stuff, because tis the season tis right the now. Season. Have you been watching Christmas movies? Have your girls okay. been watching Christmas movies? Okay, the girls have been watching, like, old-time – I've been finding them on Amazon. They're, like, the old-timey. They're, like, sweet. Yeah. Um, But I tried to get Connor to watch The Family Stone with me the other night because that's my favorite <laughs> that Christmas movie. movie. Do it you is. not like it? Uh, my friend – one of my friends, Bridget, made me watch it one time, and I was like, what is this? Wait, that's my favorite Christmas movie. Do you? Does it make you cry? Yeah. Aww. I want to cry in the movie. Yeah. Like, my – my all-time favorite, and it's way better than The Family Stone, is The Holiday. Oh, The Holiday. Yeah, that's yes, good. It's a good one. Chewed Law. Yeah, that is a good one. And he says, literature. Oh, yeah. That's my You're favorite like, part. like, okay, I love you. <laughs> yes. Okay, yeah. The Holiday. I should, I should circle back to that one. Maybe I should circle back to The Family Stone. Yeah. I just sweet. remember. It's sweet. Okay. And funny. And family-like drama, which, of course, you can't have Christmas without <laughs> crazy family drama. Okay, okay. I like how we both made, like, rom-coms <laughs> do our favorite Christmas movie. Well, of course. Yeah. I'm like, could Mean Girls be a Christmas movie? Because there's a Christmas <laughs> Jingle Bell Rock dancing scene in there. You guys, if a you classic. don't know this about Erin, is her life was shaped by the movie Mean Girls. But I wish that weren't true, but that's actually true. I'm like... It's just so applicable to every situation. She can pull out a quote from Mean Girls in every situation. So, and it's impressive. You know that we are going to get to what we're talking about, <laughs> but I do need to talk about this. 
You know the, like, older people that are forever stuck in high school? That's me. (laughs) And I know I'm not, like, okay, now it's still kind of acceptable. I'm 30. So I'm like, okay, it's still not crazy. But I will be 60 years old shopping at American Eagle, listening and, like, quoting Mean Girls. And that's just going to be me. I love it. I'm just not going to, like, progress forward. I love it. That movie is important, okay? It changed our culture. All right. There's a musical There's a about it. Moment. It is. It is. Hopefully, you know, this podcast, we titled it, it's for the girls. So hopefully, <laughs> fellas, if you're listening to this, maybe you really do love Mean Girls. Yeah. Oh, who I doesn't? Know some people. Honestly, yeah. Mean Girls is a good transition into what we're going to talk about. It honestly is. It honestly is. Um, we are uh, starting this podcast off. We really wanted to do another podcast um, just for the girls, especially now that we have Aaron just with us all the time. Um, and we were talking about, like, ideas of what we'd want to say to girls, trying to remember things that we've walked through and we've struggled with um, as being, like, females trying to follow Jesus in the world that we're in. Um, and so we really wanted to do a podcast centered around, like, the idea of self-image and self-worth and maybe some insecurities um, that surround the... 20-something female or can surround um, the 20-something female in our world today. Um, And so let's kick it off. I'm just going to fire off some questions. Um, The first being, Erin, kind of what are some things specifically that you maybe think contribute to like women's insecurities these days or their idea of like self-worth or self-image like in society in our world today? Yeah. I mean, I think people have always struggled with that like since the beginning of time I think that's just like human Mm -hmm. but then I just think like social media has like taken that and just amplified it yeah um it used to be like oh comparing you know to yourself to the girls in your class or in your school or on your street or whatever and now you like literally have the entire world in your pocket then like all of the like beauty icons in your pocket and that's just such a part of like what we do in our day-to-day is like oh I don't know what I'm doing I'm just gonna like scroll my phone and in scrolling Mm -hmm. my phone I'm seeing like the most beautiful people from all over like the world right that you would have never seen that I would have never seen and not only am I seeing like the most beautiful people I'm seeing like the best picture that they took out of 300 pictures you know what I mean so it's like I think that has just taken everything and, like, amplified that, like, trap of comparison. Uh Um, And then particularly with, like, girls and, like, what are we supposed to look like? Who are we looking to? What are the new trends? Like, it's just... Right. It's, like, all-consuming. Yeah. The, like, standards are through the roof now. The, like, quote-unquote standards of beauty. And, like, you said, like, the trends of, like, oh... This is, like, how you should be doing your makeup, and this is what you should be wearing, and this is, like, the workout plan that you need to do, and, like, things that I think you wouldn't even be concerned with or even realize Mm -hmm. if it weren't for, like, media and social media and, like, constantly seeing the changing, like, standards Mm -hmm. out there, Mm -hmm. you know? And I I don't think, like, when I'm just, like, mindlessly scrolling, I'm not cognitively aware of, like, oh, this is a business. Like, they are trying to 
they're trying to sell. Mm -hmm. They're trying to get me to buy this product, to look this way and whatever. Mm -hmm. And so, like, it is targeted at us. Like, we are being targeted. And I'm not saying that in, like, it's terrible or it's wrong. But, like, I just don't think I let the reality of, like, this is, like, billions of dollars. This is a huge industry. And I'm, like, letting that, like, influence my mind and then influence my wallet and influence, like, you know, the trickle-down effect of, like, oh, like, they're coming after me, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, I feel like we're easy, easy targets Mm -hmm. in that sense of, like, I think that's always been the ploy of to, like, speak to women's insecurities or Mm -hmm. to, like, make them think that they they need this or they need to look this way or or do – a certain thing in order to like be beautiful enough or to be desirable enough um, mm-hmm. for guys out there. I also think it sets like a an unrealistic standard for guys. Yeah. Like looking at edited pictures of women and like not seeing like real life and sets this like beauty standard all around both for guys and girls. For sure. Yeah. Because like on the reverse. So – Not that anyone has been, like, super mean to me at all. I need to preface that. But, like, (laughs) sometimes I'll walk into a room, and let's say I'm not wearing makeup, okay? (laughs) I know where you're going with this. I'll walk into a room, and people are like, are you okay? Yeah. Are you tired? Is everything okay? Uh Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, this is what I actually look – this is my real face. Yeah. I used to say that as I'm at work with, like, my natural hair, no makeup, (laughs) Yeah, Milana's rocking the all-natural right now, but, like (laughs) – that's what you actually look like. Yeah. You know, and I love I I feel like I need to make, you know, all the balancing statements whatever. I love makeup. I love I love all of those things, yeah. but I just think like we're talking about like how can we follow Jesus and hold this like tension of the world that all of us feel on like a right. daily basis, right. you know. So So true. And it's real. I think yeah, the standards of like media, social media, um, the marketing towards us are all things that maybe can contribute to that, like, inner narrative in a female's mind of, like, yeah. what things that might be contributing to, like, those insecurities of, like, oh, my hair doesn't look this way. My skin doesn't look this way. Like, I don't fit into these clothes or whatever um, are all things that I think can, like, contribute to the insecurities and this idea of, like, self-image and self-worth. I think also just in – like experience, like experiences of personal experience of maybe things that um, you've gone through or you've walked through that make you feel like not pretty enough or not like worthy enough or um, is that making sense? Kind of oh, like yeah. your past experiences, all these things that maybe contribute to like this inner narrative in your brain now being a, a young woman trying to follow Christ of being like, well, having those thoughts of like, well, I've like done this or I've done that and I'm not pretty enough and being worried kind of about how um, you see yourself or how like other people see you. Mm-hmm. I had this really marking moment. Um, I'm fine. I should say this. It, it was, but it, it, mar- it truly marked me. So I had like really, really bad acne growing up, like really bad acne all over, like cystic acne. I tried everything, you know, remember when like, proactive, all all of the things. Yeah. Like the antibiotics would Accutane. work for a little bit. Yeah. And I finally did Accutane, which is like the most intense, like the most intense thing ever. But I had this moment that marked me deeply as far as it came to like my self-confidence. 
Um, I was in seventh grade. My mm-hmm. teacher had left the room, and um, you know when like sometimes you would like sit in pods instead of rows. Yeah. So there was like a whole pod of um, like all of the like popular boys. Okay. So they had um, my teacher had left the room, and when she did that, they I just heard like commotion in the corner, being like, "We're Aaron. Like we look just like Aaron." And they had taken markers. <sighs> Like, actual red markers and put, like, dots all over no. their face, like pimples. I know. And this is this is kind of funny looking back, but it, it was super, super duper mean. So oh. I am Mexican, and I, like, have a mustache if I don't deal with it. And they also, <laughs> like, colored on a mustache. So no. here were these seventh grade boys. There was, like, a group of them laughing, saying, like, we're Aaron, we're Aaron. And they had put, like pimples all over their face and like little like mustaches with the markers and I you know you have those moments that like you're just like shame yeah like I I shouldn't look like this but I do and I feel like I've tried everything to and now like people are noticing like I'm outed everybody knows and that moment, like, Mar- and they were you know, seventh grade boys. Like, right. they're just mean. They would have done that over anything. Yeah. Um, but at the time, it marked me in, like, oh, this is, like, ugly. Yeah. This is, like, disgust. Like, all of all of those things. And um, I think, like, at the time, I thought if I could just get rid of this, mm-hmm. I will feel, like, secure. Right. And I think that's the lie that we believe about mm-hmm. beauty. Like, if right. I just, if my body looked different in this way. Right. If I had, like, different hair. If I had, like, mm-hmm. but, like, that's not, like, the issue. Uh-huh. The issue is, like, our humanity and we just, like, there's just shortcomings. Yeah. And I think sometimes, sorry, this is, like, a s- other tangent, but, like, I think sometimes women will take this, like, topic of, like, beauty standards, insecurity, comparison, and then just be like, everyone's beautiful and everyone's, like, gorgeous. Yeah. But honestly, like, some – this could be a little controversial, but, like, some people are just better looking. Yeah. Are just (laughs) – more in by shape. like worldly standards by worldly yeah. standards they just fit that mold they just fit that bill and what was so crazy is there's a girl i follow on instagram her name is laura wolf and she's amazing go give her a follow and she was talking about this and she was saying you know what sometimes we just have to be honest like in scripture sometimes scripture says this person was abnormally good looking yeah abnormally tall uh, right. so like we're not just like saul yeah, versus david right yeah and sometimes I think the narrative from, like, churches getting pushed out is, like, you're, like, a you are the most beautiful person. And, like, yeah. sometimes it's okay. There's always going to be somebody that's prettier, smarter, whatever. But what I think is so interesting is scripture takes note of people that are abnormally attractive, whatever. But it says that Jesus was just an ordinary-looking yeah, man. That he wasn't, like— That he wasn't, yeah, like— Yeah, theologians the Haley, yes. believe that he was, like, maybe not— the best looking. Yes. <laughs> and so, like, I think we need to hold that intention because if God saw fit that Jesus, an ordinary guy, mm-hmm. nothing to be, like, noted of. No right. one's, like, following his Instagram for his beauty <laughs> tips and tricks and how to get jacked or whatever. Yeah. 
if God saw fit that Jesus could change the world, could be king of the world yeah. and rule for all of time. Right. Then and that people could, would be drawn to him. And that people would be drawn to him. Mm. Then that means that I don't have to be or look a certain way to be on mission, yeah. to live with purpose, to be everything that God has like right. called me to be. Mm-hmm. And like sit in the reality of like, okay, I had terrible acne. Yeah. Right. And that's it's fine. Like, it's not the thing that God obviously holds in like the highest regard. Yes. For like the hope of the world. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. And also being sorry, there's like so much to hold in tension. It's like your value's not in that, but also like God creates beautiful things and I think yeah. it's okay to desire beautiful things and to be beautiful. Mm-hmm. But, like, knowing there's not, like, lack within us. Right. If somebody else has something that we don't. Right. Right. That's so, so good. Because you, like, telling your story of, like, your insecurities growing up. I literally think about, like, young Milana. And I was just, like, obsessed with being, like, pretty. And, like, being pretty to, like, world standards. Like, I held that in such high regards I was really tall and like lanky from like a like I was a foot taller than like all my classmates always I had like curly hair and like freckles and I just wanted to be like considered like pretty you know like those insecurities started at a really young age and so I just wanted people I wanted everybody to just like be pretty because I saw the way that the world like the like message of the world was like holding that in like such high regard. And I remember like being feeling like I didn't really fit into that like bill anywhere. Like I was once like, like the typical. Yeah. Like once I was in high school, I was like short again. I just was a quick grower. But I had like dark curly hair. I had like a big Italian nose. I was like olive skinned. I felt like I didn't really fit the bill of like the beauty standards of what I thought in my high school, which was like blonde, like skinny cheerleader, like, you know, like at that time it was like 2010s, you know, the standard of beauty was very much like one thing of what everybody wanted. And I really didn't feel like I like fit into that and I didn't know where I fit in, but I just wanted to feel pretty and I wanted to feel like other people thought that. And that ended up leading to so many other things that I was willing to do just to, like, feel like I got that attention from guys and feel that I, like, was finally, like, able to feel pretty and feel validated in that. And I was holding it in, like, such a high regard over things like what Jesus actually says is, like, of higher value in a person. You know, Mm -hmm. like, I was holding it over, like, so many other things, um just to feel that I was by worldly standards had something that is important, you know, or more important than, than other things. And it's funny to like, (laughs) you talk about like being in seventh grade and that being like a marking moment for you and me thinking about being in elementary school, which who cares what you look like in elementary school? Like you're just supposed to like learn and read and play. And I was like so insecure about being so tall and not looking normal And it like something that you and Connor talk about all the time. And it's interesting to hear it 
like play out in our lives of like your mental framework Mm -hmm. as a child. And I know you guys are daughters of two girls, Ezra and Ari. Um, And you guys have talked a lot about like building a mental framework within them from a young age. Um, And so, yeah, I just want to hear you like talk about that and like what, why that's important to you and Connor and like what that maybe means. Yeah, it's super important to us. So studies have shown, I might not have all this like statistics exactly right, but like what you believe about yourself Mm -hmm. um, is like built before you're 11. That is wild. Which is crazy. And then we carry those. And of course, like God can do a miracle. And I even have like Romans down in my notes of like the word of God can actually like transform your mind and renew your mind. Um, But for us, it's super important to like, Tell our daughters who they are uh-huh. um, so that they hear. Because the world is always going to come. The marketing's going to come. The yeah. lies from the enemy are going to come. The mean boys in seventh grade are going <laughs> to come. Like, that's just true. Um, but we, like, deeply want our girls to, like, know who they are and whose they are. Like, mm-hmm. that they belong to the Lord, that Jesus will, like, lead their life, and that they have, like— certain things that he has like uniquely gifted them and so like Connor has talked about this before but like every night before we go to bed we sing the same song like we love you we're proud of you like you're beautiful there's Mm -hmm. like nothing you could ever do to like earn our love or take it away Mm -hmm. um and just like kids need that I feel like the world needs that yeah like the world affirmations yes like affirmations that are actually true yeah biblical that are like yes biblical and that way when they encounter the seventh grade group of boys that's going to make fun of them when the teacher leaves the room sure it's going to hurt I'm not like you know that that thought isn't lost on me, but I want so much of them to say for years and years and years, I have heard thousands and thousands of times who I am, that I have mm-hmm. value, that I have worth, that I matter, that I'm kind, that yeah. I can like have the fruit, all of the like good things from God um, that they can look at it and be like, that's not true. Right. Or like, okay. I might have had acne, but like my worth isn't in that. Like it doesn't, right. it doesn't shake. They're not shaken from it. Um, and I think what's so interesting about girls, and I find myself doing this. So this is not like shaking my finger at anybody else. But how often do I find myself in a scenario when another girl walks into a room? Maybe it's a peer, maybe it's a child, whatever. And the first thing I comment on is what they're wearing or I like mm. your and and it's a compliment it's right. not meant to be like mean I genuinely mean it as a compliment and so often us women greet one another like that like that's <laughs> our first thing like oh my gosh I love that shirt right and it's meant to it's meant it's truly meant to be a compliment and all things aside I like shopping I like the hair I like the I like <laughs> all of the things um but what message does that send what message right. does it send to my daughters that if every time I see them that I'm like, oh, you look so pretty in that dress. And that may mm-hmm. be true. And I want to say those right. things. Along with. Along with, wow, you're such a good builder. What did you make? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You are an amazing artist. Can you tell me about that? Uh-huh. Like, I just think so often our narrative as girls, and sometimes it's a social contract, yeah. construct of like, oh, yeah, I like your shoes. Where would you get your nails? And uh-huh. I love all of that. But how often am I leading with that? Right. 
And so I've been trying to be more mindful mm-hmm. of that just since having daughters. Yeah. And um, I don't want to like go too far into this, but I do want to say like I used to have a shopping addiction. <laughs> and when I became an intern here at the church, I wasn't making any money. And like mm-hmm. that just like freshly halted. Well, I started to know notice like the styles were changing and I was like no longer to keep up with it. Yeah. Because I used to be the girl that people would come to and be like, oh, my gosh, I love your outfit. But now my outfit was, like, out of date. Uh And so I truly, like, this sounds silly, but I really think I had, like, a mini identity crisis. Because I was like, oh, I just wish I could, like, buy cute things and everything that I'm wearing. I'm the girl with the cute clothes. I'm the girl with the cute clothes. And then that, like, stopped because I couldn't afford to be. And I had this, like, wrestling with the Lord of, like, God, like, who am I without this? And I really had to face that like question of like, if X, Y, and Z were taken away in terms of physical appearance or looks or body image, who am I? If I don't have an answer, I need to like go on a quest. I need to like go on a quest in like God's word and like root Mm -hmm. myself in truth. And, and so, um, Anyways, I don't know how I got there. No, that's so good because that was like the framework. <clears throat> if you're not careful, right, that can become it. Is that like I am what I dress like. <clears throat> I am what my hair looks like. I am my what my makeup type. looks like, what yeah. my body type looks like. And I think it's funny because our generation, <clears throat> I think we grew up in a generation that did put lots of emphasis on that. Like even hearing yeah. you say like, oh, like – we're so quick to like compliment, like your hair looks amazing, your outfit, whatever, which all could be true things and great things. Um, but I think that was really learned for us mm-hmm. to be really focused on like outward things. And even like my niece, my sister-in-law, Jess, and her little baby, Benny, were like so mindful to just be like, like with as you are with Ezra and Ari of like, you are so smart. You know, and she is beautiful and she is going to be a beautiful girl. Um, but to try and like be like, you are so smart. You are so confident. You have opinions, which she does. Um, but it's just interesting to hear like the results of like if that framework maybe isn't built at a young age, the the things that can come later on in life and having to like then go back and rebuild that framework as an adult or as an intern who can't afford to buy any new clothes. Um, And it's just crazy, like, how important it is for us as, like, women of Christ and followers of Jesus to, like, walk in Mm -hmm. self-confidence. More so than just so you can, like, you know, feel good about what you're wearing or what you look like, that there is, like, just a call on our lives to just walk in freedom yeah. and that there is this certain yes. bondage that insecurity and like having like your self-worth and your self-identity be wrapped up in appearances or be wrapped up in just visual and like materialistic things um, that can there's just a bondage that comes with that and like mm-hmm. Christ sets us free from all of that. It's like I think of like the story in um, like the very beginning of the fall of man, like Adam and Eve, like were naked in the garden and had no care Mm -hmm. because they were like so wrapped up in their identity from God. Mm -hmm. 
And then the second that sin entered the world, like they covered themselves up yeah. and they were ashamed. And like you just see how shame plays so much a part in us feeling like um, we need to like conceal mm-hmm. ourselves and like present something different. And so mm-hmm. Christ came to like set us free from like so that good. shame. Yes. Um, and it says like in scripture, it's like don't let yourselves be burdened again by like a single yoke of slavery. And like that, like you, us being so concerned about like our appearances and our looks, like that is slavery. Like that yeah. is a yoke of slavery. And Jesus like has come to like set us free yes. from all of that. And That's like so good, Moana. <laughs> Cause it is. It feels entrapping because yeah. there's always gonna be lack. Mm-hmm. There's never enough. And so you feel tied to something else. Yeah. When like when we submit our lives to Jesus, that means like, this is something I'm truly learning. Like when I say I follow Jesus, do I actually, do I actually with like my mind about my body, Mm -hmm. my mind about what I think about myself, like am I following Jesus into truth, into freedom? Um, I think too, like sometimes insecurity is also like pride because it's so much thought about who myself. Yeah. Like worrying of like, do I look like the, is this good? And is this, do I mm. like all of that? Of course, I'm like, want to speak to the girl that feels that and say like, we love you. Jesus loves you. Like there's freedom. Mm-hmm. But I also want to challenge people of like, how often are you thinking about yourself? If you find, if you find yourself insecure with every single room that you walk into, yeah. you have like your eyes focused on you mm-hmm. when it's like, if you want, if you desire freedom from this, Turn your eyes to Jesus. Yeah. Your thoughts about, like, yourself can't be consumed by yourself. So good. And when scripture talks about, like, transforming our minds, that's, like, our focus going on Jesus. That's how we get free from this. Yeah. We don't get free from it by just saying, oh, you're pretty enough. Yeah. You're this. You're that. No, it's, like, Jesus provides freedom. Jesus breaks chains. Mm -hmm. And his, like, holiness and, like, beauty is meant to like shift our eyes off of ourselves Mm -hmm. and like onto him and then he purposes us right like it's like when when I'm on mission I don't have as much time to be like oh I'm just not this I'm like I've got crap to do yeah we have people to reach right we have like people to pray for there are things that I need to do there's a job a task a calling a life that God has like placed in front of each one of us as women. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. The enemy's trying to get us caught up on ourselves. So good. And the mission of God is for his glory, for our good, and like to invite other people into that. Yes. Oh my goodness. That's so good. It's so good. Uh it is. It can be like just it turns the focus away. It turns your eyes off Jesus. And mm-hmm. scripture like tells us to yeah, just be like says, go deny yourself yeah so good so good and as you were talking I just and you're talking about like the commission and like our role now as believers is to like deny ourselves to not be looking inward but to go out and find people and like bring them home and like it's the Holy Spirit that empowers us to do that and it just got me thinking of like we we can be so focused and critical of like our bodies and our looks and all that stuff and be so caught up in the purpose of like our bodies in the in the world and to like 
realign our focus of like your body is actually designed to just be a temple of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Like that is what it's made for. Um, First Corinthians says, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit whom you have from God? You are not your own for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. And so it's so true of just like we are designed for a purpose in Christ and in God. And that like that is the greatest honor that a body could have to be able to hold the actual like spirit of God inside of you. Mm-hmm. And so like glorify God. Like who are we to like look at our body and be like, oh, my gosh, like my stomach is too big or my arms are too big or my legs aren't like long enough or whatever and be like, your body is literally holding the spirit that raised Christ from the dead inside of it right now. And you're going to look at it and say that it's not doing what it's supposed to be doing. Um, and it's just crazy, you know, to like when you shift your eyes back on Jesus and be like, my body is like a carrier of the gospel. Yeah, so good. It's just crazy when like we turn, <laughs> turn our focus yeah, away. That's really but yes um any man i'm like so fired up from this i going into this i just so many things so many thoughts obviously that we both just have and experiences with this as being like women and growing up and dealing with the the pressures of this world is there any like final thoughts or final things that you'd want to just like encourage any girl listening to this with um about just this idea of self-worth, self-image, insecurities um, before we wrap up? Yeah, I think this, like, you are enough thing is, like, a huge movement. And I, I agree with the sentiment, like, that you have value and worth and all the things. But I actually think it's not super biblical. I <laughs> think, like, when we have those insecurities – it points to the fact that we're not enough and that's okay because uh-huh. Jesus is. And yes. we get to live under like his umbrella of righteousness and holiness mm. and perfection. And so this is not like you're pretty princesses, just get out there and go live life. This yeah. is like, no, when we have like deep wounds, whether it's like a marking moment in seventh grade or we're struggling with body image or body dysmorphia or, you know, an eating disorder, whatever it is, it's like these are indicators mm-hmm. of the need, of our need. Yeah. And hear me when I say this. Our need is met in Jesus. Yeah. He doesn't leave us with lack. He doesn't mm. leave us without self-worth or value. He actually, like, pours that into us. And so, yeah. like, you may not be feeling like you're enough in how you look or your body or your clothes, whatever. And guess what? That That's okay that that's, like, yeah. true in some regard. Uh-huh. Because Jesus has come in and he's enough. So if you are in that place, I would just, like, encourage you, like, turn your eyes to Jesus. Like, he will cover you. He will restore you. He will begin to, like, renew your mind so that you can think about other things other than yourself. He will begin to, like, put worth and value and, like, mission into your life. So you might not feel like enough, but he is. And we're, like, covered in that. And that's, like, good 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 news yeah so good so good because i think that the like world because i think there is this narrative now in society 
both in the Christian world and not of like, you are amazing. You should affirm yourself. Like the standards of beauty have really like widened. Yes. yes. Which is good. Which and is I'm beautiful. Thankful. Yes. And it's great. But I think that the message is still a little convoluted, you know, of like, you are enough. You are like amazing. You can do anything, you know, which like you said, it's like, no, we have a lack. And like while um, all of these things about like you are beautiful and you do serve a purpose and you aren't just your looks, those like messages are true. It's that you will always feel a lack. There's always going to be a lack. Why do you think people that get plastic surgery, they start with one thing? Right. And then they go and they go and they go because yeah. it's yet another well right. of I tried, it's empty. I tried this again, it's, it's empty. empty. I tried this again. And Jesus is saying, I am living water. I will not run dry. I will not like, yes. you know. And so, so yeah. It's so good. I love it. Love it. Um, man, hopefully this podcast like encouraged you. I feel like Aaron and I could speak to the ladies all day long. Um, but, man, if you are struggling with this um just know that there is, like, so much freedom to be had for you. If you're, like, listening to this and you're, like, oh, man, I'm still, like, feeling this and it, there's still, like, the wrestling. And hear that. There's still wrestling. Like, Always. I'm an imperfect human. Like, I am not just at the point where I'm, like, yes, my body is a temple and it's so great all the time. You know, like, there are always going to be insecurities. There's always going to be lies from the enemy that try and, like, creep in and speak to that seventh grader in you or speak to that person um, who made mistakes or whatever. Um, we know that the that's the ploy of the enemy. But know that there is just so much freedom. Like Aaron said, there it is a deep well of like living water um, that you can draw from every time that you're feeling that. And man, we know that scripture just will never return void. Um, and so I want to leave you with just one more scripture, um, and then Aaron can pray us out before we end this podcast. Um, and it's First Peter three, uh, starting in chapter three, um, verses three through four. Um, it says, "Do not let your adorning be external, the braiding of hair and the putting on of gold jewelry or the clothing you wear, but let your adorning be hidden in the person of the heart." with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. Um, God, I pray for every person, every girl under the sound of my voice. God, I pray that you would instill in us um, a deep, deep well of self-worth, of value, um, of purpose, uh, because you're in control, you're king. And so, God, I pray areas in our life, in my own life, where I feel shame, or um, discontentment or comparison. God, I pray that you would come in and speak truth, um, remind me of scripture, bring it to our minds, bring it to the forefront. Um, God, I pray for protection um, against the lies of the enemy, against the world that's wanting to come after us, if you will, in our minds. Um, I pray that we would begin to renew and reshape what we think about ourselves um, I pray that we would reshape some of these conversations that we're having with other women um, for our daughters and our daughters' daughters. And God, I pray that you would make us women um, that fear you, 
that um, would see your holiness and revel in your beauty, God, and that we would um, desire to be more like you, to be more Christ-like in our pursuits. And so, um, Jesus, I just pray for grace and um, mercy abounding in your name. Amen. 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 So good. Aaron, thank you for joining us. It's always so great to have you. Um, We love it. If you are um, a young adult in the Denver area, um, come hang out with us on Thursdays. Aaron and I are both here every week. We'd love to chat with you. Um, if this podcast like spoke to you, um, definitely come see us or share it with someone who it might be helpful with. We have our last YA of the year. This Thursday. What is the date? Oh, my goodness. Wait, I'm realizing that it's going to be <laughs> – this podcast will be released after our oh first YA God. of the year. Um, Darn. Well, okay. Come join us on a Thursday. We'd come like to join hang us out. on a Thursday <laughs> when we get back in the new year. Um, we'd love to see you. Um, you can keep up with everything going on on at YA um, through our Instagram, um, social media. You can follow us at, at Red Rocks YA or keep up with us on our website um, just to keep, you know, see what we're up to, see what's going on. Um, we'll have exciting things planned for you guys in the new year. Um, and if you are not in the Denver area, and you are joining us somewhere else. Um, we love to have you guys. We love seeing all the different places that um, people are tuning in from. So continue to like, share, rate our podcast, all that good stuff. Um, but we love you guys, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.